Rediscovering the Heart of the Church. This is Life with Impact. Anthony and Angela, student ministry pastor. And did you see what the newsletter thing? I said, I did. resident superhero, Anthony or Angela. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, wait, what is he like getting me into? That's what she, I'm going to read this even I'm not saying she's Wonder Woman, but I'm saying you've never seen her and Wonder Wonder Woman Woman in the the same same room. room. Vincent to look like Linda Carter. Oh, okay. Okay, Okay, little hair flip over here. All right, so. I want to get her gold bracelets. A handful of questions (laughs) for the biggest. Babe, you want to start? Yeah. First question. So, this is kind of crazy. One of the first times that we hung out longer than, you know, a little a little bit of time. I felt like like a full day hangout. It was actually when we were taking a vacation out of San Diego and you were having a retirement party yep. and you're like, hey you're driving back home. Come join us on the beach. And we drove and met up with you guys and it was the most fun day. Uh but we met you when you were retiring and uh how did you go from, you know, <laughs> retiring into I think I'm gonna go to full time ministry. <laughs> Well, it definitely wasn't in the star for me. I didn't see it coming. I uh, had no even idea. I never even thought, like, growing up as a kid and then being a 20-year Marine, I was like, a pastor? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> definitely not something I thought of. Well, I um, joined the Marine Corps when I was 18 years old. Okay. And um, just to find, you know, following my family uh, legacy, I guess I would mm-hmm. talk about my grandfather um, and then his, his older, older brother, which is a lot older than him. Um, I said, I want to be a Marine like them. So at 18 years old, I joined the Marine Corps. Um, I had uh, my my wife, um, not quite married yet, but my girlfriend and a daughter, and um, went off and, and uh, joined the Marine Corps and, and traveled all over the place and um, learned how to be a man and how to you know be tough and have no emotion and um, get the job done no matter what. And family came second because the Marine Corps didn't issue you a wife and. Um, and so it was just very much, um, I could just see it's, you're just, it's so parallel with the church. And so my 20 years in the Marine Corps, um, I was an amphibious assault guy. Um, and so I drove amphibious vehicles in the Marine Corps and, um, it was only in the latter part of my 20 year career that I went into combat and did some combat, um, stuff in Iraq. Um, and then. It came to an end, and I had a few more years left in the Marine Corps, so I started teaching um, at the schoolhouse. It trains people to do my job, mm-hmm. and so I did that the latter part of my career. Um, and the funny thing is, I probably mentioned and bring up is, um, you know, uh, we had kind of uh, gone, we had a kind of a run-in at a yearly age with the church, and so when we joined the Marine Corps, um, church wasn't important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we didn't believe in God, it's just we weren't going to go to a church, and mm-hmm. um, we didn't do church. And so my kids grew up not doing church. And uh, mm-hmm. we still prayed, and we still talked mm-hmm. about God, but believed. believed, but church wasn't a thing for us. Wow. Um, and it wasn't until the very probably last five years at the most of our mm-hmm. career in the Marine Corps wow, that we started really? going back to church again. Um, we started getting plugged in. Uh, we started tithing. We started doing all those things yeah. um, that we had missed out on because... Um, church burnt us when mm. we were teenagers. Uh, she got pregnant and they, we weren't married. And so, you know, we weren't welcome. Mm. Um, and so yeah. we were, we weren't, I wouldn't say we weren't welcome, but it felt like we weren't welcome. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Right. They didn't say you're not welcome, yeah. but it was just like, almost felt like we were shunned. Gotcha. Um, and so with that being said, um, that kind of 
That's why I was like, I had no, no idea it was going to be a pass. That's the last thing I would even think that would happen. No, because if you would have told me that at 17, I would have left you. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, yeah. You're hurting uh, your phone. Right, right. I'm really glad you're still together. <laughs> uh, let's segue into uh, that. Uh, truthfully, going in from, you know, Marines, and I would imagine combat and kicking indoors and doing some really crazy things mm. to go to loving on... <laughs> kids who are probably sometimes tougher than the people you work with in the military. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so how, for you guys even too, how was that transition from going from something that was kind of, I mean, tough in combat and had uh, things that involved maybe being a little bit more harsh and firm to mm. kids and trying to be tender and soft and loving and why won't you ever just shut up <laughs> as teenagers? How was that transition? That's a really good question because, like, um when I look back at my life, I saw how God was kind of molding me to be around students. Mm. We always had kids at our house, like always. We were the corner house. The kids came and played Nerf Gun Wars at me. <laughs> and um, I coached soccer for like eight years, the little kid soccer. Um, and, and, and to see that uh, when I was in combat, like my heart broke for, for kids. And I'd always mm. be helping kids out and giving them my stuff and mm -hmm. food and candy. And like, hey, send me more bags of candy. And, yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, wow, that's that's she saying that's worth bringing out. Carrying kids to safety. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought that was a segue to literally carrying kids to safety mm -hmm. now? Yeah, I was expecting you to say that. <laughs> Me um, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I mean, I even know with our own kids and their friends, like you guys have get carried them to safety, and sometimes when they're frustrated or sad or you know, depressed. Or I mean, breaks an arm. And yeah. At yeah. summer camp, right? And yeah. carrying you them to the car and carry saying, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> yeah. get you to the hospital real quick. Yeah. That is like so, uh, that's mm -hmm. such a profound statement that you were, your heart for students was being formed. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I had no clue. That's like, crazy. What it. a crazy yeah. thought yeah. that in the midst of a bunch of dudes that are doing some really, and chicks that are doing some really crazy stuff, you mm -hmm. had a radar that was noticing the kids yeah. in the middle of all that. And then who would have ever imagined that that was God forming a heart in you yeah. that... <laughs> yeah, 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 that would be the right of us, right? right. No, because I mean, like in the Marine Corps, like stuffing your emotions down and your compassion down uh, because you had to get the job done and you're about a bunch of tough guys beating each other up and, yeah. and, and, and you know, we're a bunch of alpha dogs, right? Yeah. So we stuffed a lot of our, um, our compassion, I think, and emotions in... Um, and then I started working with students and, and man, having, um, I guess the raw feeling of letting all that, um, that compassion yeah. for them out is like, mm -hmm. is overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I had to almost learn how to, to let that go, to, to not just shove it all in. Yeah. I had to let it come out and, and be more compassionate and more loving. And it wasn't hard, yeah. um, but it was just something that Intentional. I'd done in 20 yeah. years. I was, yeah. 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 So that yeah, was rough. I, Kind of crazy, too, that you went back to the time that you guys maybe felt the most um, shunned or pushed aside by the church is the age group that you're now loving on. It's yeah. ironic, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes. but how badly do they need it? I mean, oh, who of us in the stream would say, <laughs> I go back to my teenagers? Oh, no. <laughs> I've told the students themselves over and over again that I hated junior high, hated high school, never wanted to work with any junior high or high school. <laughs> and God was like, joke's on you. <laughs> I got pulled into it. Yeah. And it's been the biggest blessing of my life. Like mm -hmm. God used what I feared the most to make it what blesses me the most. And so, so you've been saying that in between the, what you guys have just said, 
this is just a brainstorming question. I mean, what would you, I know there's no real way to answer this, but what would, could you have imagined, what would you have said to yourself if 15 years ago, you would have felt like that you would have known this is where you are. I mean, because I think part of this whole series is really painting the picture that we don't get the luxury of knowing the what's coming down the pike. You know, and the, the, the verse of scripture that we referenced before this is there, man directs his steps. Like, so we take these little bitty steps, right? I mean, God forms the path. And so I think about like a path, when a hiking trail, if it's late at night. You know, when the, the, the God's word reminds us that his word is a lamp to our feet, right? It's a light to our path. But the path sometimes goes this way. And so we're just going where the lantern shows us, not knowing what's around this corner. And so, I mean, what would you, what, what, what would you possibly thought if you're taking these steps in the Marine Corps and you were just, you were looking through this little deal and say, you'd be sitting here right now. I mean, you probably would have bolted or were like, what am I doing wrong? Or like, yeah. heck no. What would you say? So what would you, I guess maybe what would you say to that person that is faced with something that they weren't expecting as two people that are in the middle of something that's a blessing that you would have been scared to death of. What do you, I'm the opposite person. Yeah. What, what would you say to those people that, that are, because the whole series is geared towards, hey, you can't fix it. You can't, you can't start over, but here's where we are. So what we do now makes a difference. Can I take Yeah, definitely. Cause I, <laughs> <laughs> I would say be obedient in what God tells you to do, whether you want to or not. Mm. Because mm. if I hadn't, I would have never been blessed like that. Wow. Mm. Definitely. It's interesting you say the, the path and the lantern. Um, it's crazy. It's like you're in the middle of that turn, and because it's so dark, um, you don't even realize you're turning. Huh. You don't even realize the path is, is moving in the direction. Wow, you think you're going straight because you see the light and, and you're, oh, I'm just going down this path. You don't realize that it's turning maybe even down you turn back. Yeah. You had no idea that you were actually oh. somewhere along the line kept, yeah. kept doing this. You yeah. like, it's been great. You know, like, you have no clue because yeah. you're just yeah. that light. Yeah, right that's, there. A good, that's cool. Um, that's cool. You know what's crazy? Maybe the darkness is God's grace. Because if we mm. saw the full path, we'd be like, oh, oh, that's oh, not the yeah. finish line I want. True. Maybe the darkness. No joke, I got chills. Yeah, I like, like, that was <laughs> my hair stood up when you said that because like, that was really. I feel like we're only like, matching tattoos of that. <laughs> 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 because, I mean, think about that. That like, is so true. Wow. What if you would floodlight it and let you see? I'd be it? like, uh, uh, going back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I'm scared to death. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely yeah, not for me. Like you're saying he only lets us see what we need to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've never thought of it like the darkness is actually his grace. We're always waiting for the morning. For the the sun will rise again. Maybe in the yeah. darkness is where we actually have received His grace because He's He's letting us take those little steps because He knows we can't handle the big full picture. And it's all about in the little mm-hmm. steps, like you said, just stay on the path because mm-hmm. if we could see it, it might freak us the junk out. Yeah. When I mm-hmm. we had our first date with you in San Diego area, <laughs> you know, being a part of you were what we thirty eight at the time thirty nine. Yeah, thirty eight. Yeah, so you know just just had met and here's this guy, oh, dude. What's crazy is I mean you were at that point you, you ministry like I had just joined the church, but it, it's weird to be talking to you. You weren't a staff member. You were like just vibing down there. Yeah. And then if we could have if we could have known what you know now, it would have changed everything. So I mean maybe maybe we let's just close with like a, a prayer for that person that is kind of maybe feels like they're starting to realize something's changed or this is hard or, mm-hmm. you know, I think even in the blurb for the series, we said, you know, sometimes death has a way of, wow, I wasn't expecting this, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, 2020 
has a way of being like, wow, wasn't we, we, a little bit ago we talked about the financial heaviness, the burdens of businesses that have closed down, the fact that our church is in the middle of a transition. And so, like Angela said, I think the lesson here is just to stay, keep walking, stay on the path, because is God's, God's doing something. You know, God has, there's a map that, the, that God is well acquainted with for our life. And that's what Jeremiah says, right? He, he's got a plan. He's, our, our life is mapped out. We have a tendency, though, to be like, oh, God, I don't want to do that. Especially when it gets hard. Especially yeah. the the things that like they start affecting your family, right? I yeah. mean, because you think about that, like ministry does, it affects your family and mm-hmm. and it affects um, how your family members even see you sometimes, how yeah. they treat you, yeah. or even how they perceive um, how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. So I know with our daughters, um, when I first started doing ministry, they're just like, Dad, why do you care more about the church? And oh, why do you man. care more about the time mm-hmm. you're spending with these students and with this? It was like, I, I, that was like, when I first started, I almost wanted to quit. I remember calling, I remember who I was talking to, one of, the, one of the pastors at the time, and I was just like, man, like, you know, to hear my daughter tell me that I care more about the church than about her was like, I just want to quit. Yeah, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Ministry is such and a hard balancing act. It is. And, you know, it's weird. Dustin, I've said this so many times. I work at an international company. Like, they don't care who my husband is. He was never been on any of my interviews. They, they, as long as I do my job, they're like, oh, you're married? Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> but like the church, you you come as a package deal so many times. And one, I would just love to say, I'm so thankful you guys are a package deal. I know both of our kids have just been blessed and loved on and ministered to by you, which you can't give me a greater gift in my entire life. You guys know that. When you love on your kids, you've loved on me, right? And um but I, how, how has that, has it been hard sometimes that it's affected your family at times? Mm-hmm. I know you guys are in it together and you want to be in it together, but do you feel like there's been times where you're like, <laughs> white flag, <laughs> can we, can we maybe chill this out a little bit? Has it been, I mean, even hard for you, you've said before, if I knew at 17, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, um, her dad was a youth pastor too. Oh, youth so, director. Youth director, yeah. Sorry. Youth director, which felt yeah. like a youth pastor. Yeah. And he was committed and did his job well. Um, but when I went to youth, it was very much the youth pastor and my dad at once. So that's wow. what I entered into yeah. volunteering and working with. So then I was like, oh, you guys can be youth without us being your parents at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At um, at church, and come to find out, that kind of backfired because <laughs> then our girls thought perhaps we were catering to them, other people instead of them. Oh, so it's wow. it's so funny the way that works yeah. is because you think that you're doing things one way <laughs> yeah. for their benefit, but really, you know, we have no clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a it's like you said, the balancing act. Yeah. It's just it's difficult because what brings us unity for working together as a family because our girls um, work in children's ministry mm-hmm. and we work there and our oldest daughter has been a uh, student ministries volunteer and what's brought us together in unity also can be very divisive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's tough. Go ahead, No, no, I was just going to say, the, the, I think the blessing too though is, like, we, like I said, in the Marine Corps we didn't do church mm-hmm. um, and the blessing is seeing our girls do church, yeah. be yeah. a part of um, the church family, uh, volunteering, enjoying it, coming to services, going to the events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and our grandkids, I mean, it's been it's been awesome to see that. So it's been being part of that has been 
a blessing in itself. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but we have had like times where we talked looked at each other and said, "Do we want to keep doing this?" Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I always go back to advice I give to a friend is, if God isn't telling you to get out, then don't. Like yeah. God has to tell you. In, in, in a weird way, I feel like God has to give me permission to quit. Yeah, for you sure. I mean, I don't just yeah. like, oh, it's it's hard, and so we keep reminding each other of that. Is like you know. God will eventually tell us it's time mm -hmm. to do something else or to move on or mm -hmm. move to a different ministry. But until he says that, it's going to be hard. The advice I got was that when you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. Mm. And that's yeah. always been like, okay, you know, like, it's like, because you can sometimes feel this tension, something's not right. Mm. And if you're like me, it's like, then it's all wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's not usually the case. So, like, something's not right. I don't know what to do about that, but I do know that I need to lead this service, or I do know that I need to meet this couple, or I do know. And so it's like it allows you just to do what you know to do while you're waiting on this big revelation of what you should do next. I think ministry, like I think it's art, like for us it's more about music, like how does a music major, Maddie loves to sing, we sing together. And I think it's this weird, it is really a balancing act because it's like there's a there's a beauty in that that is like so I look around on my kids and I'm like on my wife I'm like this is the best ever you know like it's so filling for me and it's but then I think one of the things that you hit the nail on that I think is good for it, no matter what vocation it is is to say to each other how am I doing with this like hey I'm, how how am I doing being present when I'm here you know like saying to the kids hey how do you feel about it? and I think that's the part that wasn't modeled to me and I don't know if it was modeled to you but no matter what vocation you're in, like right now, Jess works from home, you know, and and so there's no clock in and out. So whatever whatever the families that are watching this are doing, it's about maybe saying to one another, like, hey, how am I doing? How's this balance? Do you mm -hmm. feel like you're first? Because if you're not, what can I do? Or what's the when's some, a time when you felt the strain of not being first? And maybe it's just about, you know, saying to each other, how are we doing as a family in this? Yeah. You know, how are we doing modeling firstness mm -hmm. to each other, yeah. you know, so... Yeah. Definitely. I know we're probably going to pray soon, but I, for one, can say I'm really glad you guys had a restart. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that no means joke. we're fortunate enough <laughs> yeah. to get you and to have you here. And I know, crazy story. It, it, we were even talking on the drive here that I can't believe we were at your retirement party. Yeah, that's weird. You know, that's really... That is crazy. And we were like, oh, yeah, he's going to go to school. Yeah, he's gonna get a business degree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're here six years later. Oh, he's our youth pastor. I was, I was then, and I still am scared to death of you. Oh, yeah. so I was just, just throwing it out there right now. Well, it's funny because like when they said, "Oh, hey, um, the youth pastor of a church," because they came, a, they came here a year before I retired, and so they were coming to Impact. Yeah. And I was coming on every other weekend when I come home, and I would come here. Yeah. Um, and then when I think when Angela was like, "Oh yeah, um, I think the the worship pastor and his wife, they're gonna." They're down here right now. I'm like, cool. Um, should we invite them? Because, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's a retirement, Marine retirement party. Like, you know? And, and like, I've yeah. seen this guy. He's got a little He's got long hair and tattoos. <laughs> so I was like, well, let's, I would love to meet him. And then, so I was yeah. like, cool. And so it just kind of, it happened and it was just. And look at it now. It's yeah. so weird. I mean, it, truly, it's just the, the moral of the story is. I guess we just gotta be okay when it when it's not making sense and trust yeah. that it will mm -hmm. eventually make sense. Yeah. And that's part of I guess the restart. And I think that that quote, we can't start over, but we like right now, right? And that's what we've seen said as a church going over and over again. I know as a staff, we are going into twenty twenty one like, okay, well, <laughs> it is what it is, you know? But we've got now we know what we know, we've learned what we've learned, it's been hard. So let's just start making the best we can of right now because mm -hmm. we, 
we can gen we can literally make choices that change the way this ends or we can be stuck or be sad or be bummed or be mm, and then can let that drive an ending and it's just like no no let's yeah. let's let's speak into our ending let's mm -hmm. let's make some decisions together that changes the way this thing ends so mm -hmm. You want to pray, Via? Pray for it's. A, this is kind of make it a prayer for those that are watching that maybe would resonate with. This doesn't make sense. It just that prayer to that, that you know. It's the banner of kind of my, where I'm living right now. Is what the dad said to Jesus when he wanted his son healed. I believe, but help my unbelief. Hmm. I think there's a such there's such a helpful lesson in that. You know, mm -hmm. hey, if you're if they're watching this, it's like. They're intrigued and interested, at the very least, yeah. in faith. But that doesn't mean they get it or they're all in. Because, I mean, we're vocational pastors and we don't get it. And we're not all in all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe just prayer, prayer. Hey, this is a season that doesn't make much sense. Yeah. That, uh, that we could uh, we could be a part of helping it make sense by just walking with them. Definitely is a season of not knowing what the heck's next. No, right? I know, man. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father God, uh, wow. As uh, we are looking ahead and, and, and 2020 is coming to an end and it is that season that we don't even know what's next. God, help us to just um, focus on you. Help us to to keep going even though we can't see the path in front of us, even though we can't see the turns that are ahead. Help us to, to just continue to love each other, continue to listen to each other, continue to mm -hmm. just know that we can't see the future, we can't see what's ahead of us, we can't see in the dark, but yet you've got us. Mm -hmm. You're guiding our feet. You are guiding our hearts and our minds. And if you would have told me 20 years ago this is where I'd be, I would have scoffed and laughed and said, absolutely not. That's crazy. But here we are. So we can't go back in time, God. But we can definitely restart right here, right now, right in this moment, God. So I ask that you're with us in this room. I ask that you're with all of our church family and all of our friends and everyone watching this and, and believers and non-believers, Lord. Help us to see that we can restart right here, right now, God. Mm -hmm. We love you, and we praise you, and we say all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 That was awesome. Thanks, guys.